In a world filled with information, where do you turn to get straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money? Lock it in to the longest-running financial talk show in Arkansas and let us help you build the bridge between information and application. Real financial change begins right here, and it starts with you. It's showtime! How you plan for your retirement could depend on your view of the four L's of retirement. What are those and how do you deal with them on today's Get Ready for the Future show? This is the Get Ready for the Future show. Hello, everybody, and welcome in to another edition of the Get Ready for the Future show. However, you are getting today's show either on live stream online, on our radio show or on podcast. We are glad to have you along. My name is Scott Inman. To my right, John Shrewsbury, and to his right, Ginger Young, in third seat today. Welcome back. Thanks. Yes. Fresh off vacation, John you Shrewsbury. Are fresh off vacation. That's <laughs> yeah. right. You were not in the seat last week. That's right. Yeah. You guys uh, obviously carried right on without me. Yeah. And how was the trip? It was good. Yeah. It was good. I went to uh, Southwest Florida, uh, Tampa area, and uh, Clearwater Beach. As a matter of fact, I, I love the beach. You can usually find me at a beach if you if you don't find me here. I'm usually at the beach, mm-hmm. and so uh, it's great area. Uh, very very nice. It's not like the East Coast at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've spent a little time there. Yep, I've been there uh, twice actually. The last time was when Arkansas played in the um, Outback Bowl yep. at yeah. the first of the year, and we went down there to the Tampa area and stayed in Clearwater. It is a very nice area, big retiree community, yep. uh, but also a, a recreational area for younger people as well. I'm with you though uh, on the beach. That I mean, that's going to be my first choice uh, on on any vacation. I don't think there is any place that I recharge better than at the beach yeah. when you have nothing to do, no schedule. No clock. Right. Just relax and uh-huh. do what you want to do. Man, yeah. I can I can unwind. The ambiance of the waves, like you know, I don't even have to be looking at them. It's just like you can hear it when you're just in a beach town. You can hear it all around you. You yeah. know, it's yeah. great. And I think it's there's there's something interesting about how you get a different perspective on life. And yeah. and and I think about you know things, the big picture things here at Gen Wealth and the things that we're doing for our clients and what have you. And, I come back all charged up with all these ideas, and yeah. Janet looks at me and goes, okay, back to reality. <laughs> You've been to the beach, haven't yes, you? Yes, yes. Yeah. It. A little visionary time you had right that, there on the beach. That's right. Well, it's also kind of a nice little segue into our uh, show content today. We're talking about visualizing retirement. Right. Uh, maybe that is your vision of retirement, life on a beach, or uh, maybe it's something else. Two questions kind of to kick things off today for you. How do you approach retirement in your thinking? And what kind of plan do you want? You know, we talk a lot about what kind of plan do you need, and, mm-hmm. and we'll talk a little bit about the advantages of the type of planning we do here at GenWealth. But I think it is important to really analyze for, your, for yourself on a personal level what type of plan do you want in retirement. We're going to get into specifics about what we mean by that, but we're going to focus on the four L's of retirement. And I'm going to give you all four of them right off the top, and then we'll dive in. The first one is lifestyle. The next one is longevity. The third one is legacy. And the final L is liquidity. All right, so think about those. Lifestyle, longevity, legacy, and liquidity. As you try to answer the questions today, if you're listening, how do you approach retirement and what kind of plan do you want? And if you're on our live stream on uh, Facebook or YouTube, you can actually... uh 
Texas. I, I guess you call it text. You can uh, comment on the live stream, and we'll see that and, and be able to pass your comments along. Or if you have a question in that regard, you can do that as well. Scott, I think that if you think about those those four L's, I think about how you view retirement really is about your personality. And I think, Ginger, if uh, you think about stopping work and stopping a paycheck Mm -hmm. and looking at the balance of your life, however long that might be, do you want to do that based on probabilities or do you want to do that based on security? I Mm -hmm. think that's the the first key question. Right. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, when we look at probabilities, if you are one of one of your to borrow one of your phrases you know that i don't know where you got it but uh probably probably dug it up somewhere but you know if you uh, are on a plane and you had the pilot says we got an 80 percent chance of making it here hmm. yeah that's a how do you feel about that right. you know do you that's still a wanna, little uncomfortable right yeah and i think that that's that's one of the things scott when you when you understand the concept of retirement you're, you're not thinking about high stress. You're not thinking about being yeah. worried about things all the time. You're not thinking about having that continued pressure of life. You want to enjoy life. When right. I was in, in Southwest Florida, everybody was enjoying life. It was, <laughs> you couldn't tell what day it was because, I mean, you could if you went over to Tampa. Uh, yeah. That's a big hustle, city. Bustle. Yeah, there's yep. a lot of hustle and bustle there. But you come up, go out to Clearwater, and you don't know what day it is because everybody's just relaxed and having a good time. Mm-hmm. They're on island time yeah. out yeah. there. That's and, right. And that is, you know, that is the percent. I think that's a great point because I always use this. We have clients in here all the time, and I think of one in particular that you and I met with. We've we've had him on board as a client now for I think three or four years. He's been retired, but I remember very distinctively he had he had been a do it yourselfer on the investment side, and he'd done quite well, right? And yep. I think a lot of people who come to us, that's when they come when they get a little closer to retirement. They've thrown money into their retirement savings. They've watched it grow over a long period of time, and now they're starting to go. Well, what do I do with all of this? How right. do I turn that into an income stream? And we built him a retirement income plan. And I remember at one point he leaned across the table and he said, I think it actually was his spouse. It was his wife who said he could do this on his own, but he would not sleep at night. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and that's the thing, You to your point, is you want to enjoy, most people want to enjoy their retirement and not spend it looking at their account balances mm-hmm. daily. Yeah, it's clearly one of those things that you've got to make that decision. And if you want to do that type of thing, I guess that's fine. If that's your picture of retirement, some people do that, Ginger. Right. And, you know, there's many advisors out there that don't really plan the way that we plan. I mean, that's that's our whole premise here is we have a plan we we want you to have a plan and buy into that and and know your plan um we met with somebody yesterday that said i've got a financial guy he ran me a monte carlo simulation you know and and but i want to know about my monthly income i I need to know like how much can i spend i see that the assets are going to last but how how can i you know, know what I'm going to do for the rest of my life and how to make it. Yeah. You brought up the Monte Carlo simulation. That's that probability based investing. Mm -hmm. And and that's that probability based retirement planning that I find a lot of people really back away from Mm -hmm. uh, because it does not fit their mindset that they want to be in, in retirement. It Mm -hmm. doesn't fit their lifestyle that they want to be in, in retirement. What's the alternative to that? Well, the alternative is clearly a what we call a safety-first approach, and that's really what we practice here at Genwell. Yeah, so let's talk about just breaking that down a little bit more because I think a lot of people probably don't really know what they what we mean by Monte 
Carlo simulation, yeah. you know, then the probabilities of that. But basically, it's a computer model, a strategy that's going to enter in many, many scenarios in the market, right? How things are going to play out over a certain duration of time. So let's say that you're going to anticipate living a 25-year retirement. They're going to take your portfolio and they're going to put it into this computer model and tell you, well, if this happens, you're going to end up with this amount of money. If this happens, you're going to end up broke. If this happens, and that's where that 80% probability comes in. Out of mm-hmm. all of those computer model runs, 80% of them show that you don't run out of money. Right. But see, I would say 20% of them do. Yes. Yeah. That's so, where I become a glass half empty kind of person. Yes. You know, like, what about that 20% though? Right. Yikes. Yeah. And I think that that's, you, you have to contextualize that. 20% mm-hmm. of what? 20% of the chance that you're going to run out of money yes. in retirement. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? That means you would be left with Social Security and that's it. You've burned up all of your assets, either through withdrawals or down market or a combination of, of yeah. all of those types of things. Those are things that, that are realities to people. We've seen people that thought they were just in great shape. Things were going just fine. They retired. They had some bad markets hit. They were withdrawing money, thinking that they had plenty of money to live on. And then all of a sudden, they look up one day, and they are on the road to running out of money. And that is a very, very sad situation. I've seen that play out with people that have come in to see us when it was, frankly, Scott, too late to pull back mm-hmm. and do anything about it. And that's that's a point of no return. People looking at having to go get a job to uh, mm-hmm. sustain their lifestyle because Social Security simply doesn't do it. I think the bottom line here is, is you can't put it on automatic pilot when it comes to your investment strategy in retirement. It has to be more dynamic than that. And I think that computer model is basing it on some allocation strategy right. of 60% stock likely and 40% fixed income mm-hmm. and historical historic returns show this that 80% of the time if you pull x amount out you're going to be okay and not run out of money. Well what happens when there's a perfect storm like there was in the first 6 months of 2022 when stocks and bonds went the same direction and that direction was south. Doesn't happen very often. It's very rare, but it does become a problem and we've seen the data uh, John, we've seen statistics you and I looking at uh, things that have been produced from, from different investment companies that it not only does it matter the year you retire, it can matter the month that you retire mm-hmm. on whether you're going to run out of money or not. Yeah, if you don't have a safety net, if you yes. don't have that safety first approach, you are kind of left to the whole timing of it. And Ginger, as much as we think we uh, kind of know what's going on and all that, we just don't have a crystal ball. Mm-hmm. Rewind back a year ago. We didn't think that the market was going to go anywhere, but continue to go up. I say we collectively, we as a population didn't think that. But we know here at GenWealth, we know that markets are very variable. And so when those variations happen, that's when you get in trouble. Yeah. And I also want to point out, you know, we're talking about this, these probabilities, um, but the programs for those don't take into account lifestyle which is one of the things that we're talking about you know we we really look at what a person wants to do in retirement what's their what's their passion what's their you know what are they retiring to um and and with that you have to figure in how does this money need to be used and how does it need how are we going to make it last to cover lifestyle needs yeah we're quantifying your lifestyle yeah when you, when you come into gen wealth and sit down for that first appointment we're talking to you about what does retirement look like it's that first question we 
talk to you about in today's show. How do you approach retirement? What are you going to do? And then we kind of help you identify what kind of income you're going to need to do that, what kind of income you're going to want to do that on top of that. Mm -hmm. But we're back to this. So that is our first L, lifestyle. How you intend to live your life after work likely determines whether you're a probability approach or safety first approach person here. And the probability approach does provide solely uh, that you count on those stock market returns. Mm-hmm. So if, you, if you're if you safety first, there are other mechanisms in place like a guaranteed income floor, like diversification beyond just stocks and bonds. And that makes a big difference. It does. And I think if you kind of want to create a, an avatar or a caricature of the person that we're talking about that is the probability person, they tend to be a little bit of a gambler, a little mm-hmm. bit of a wheeler dealer. Yeah. Things always have kind of worked out for me, so I'm going to kind of play the odds here. Yeah. And I think that you can do that sometimes when you're accumulating money. You can do that when you have time. The big problem in retirement is you don't have time. You don't have that long stretch of time for you to let things just work out and, and and happen as as they will because you are having to continually fund your lifestyle with that income coming in. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, you think about the the um, the whole deal of the four percent rule, and we've railed on the four percent rule on this show for a long period of time. But the four percent rule basically says that you just take four percent of your ending balance of the previous year, and that's what you withdraw the next year. Except when the balance goes down, you have to take less income. Well, yeah. not, nobody's really into taking less income in retirement. As a yeah. matter of fact, you probably want to take more income, especially when you're faced with all the mm-hmm. inflation that we've got right now. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, there is a fair amount of risk. And one of the big risks in that is a ill-timed market downturn. When you are withdrawing money, then you get into this spin-down method mm-hmm. that can cause you a lot of trouble. Right. So the the problem with that on the probabilities versus the income stream, the guaranteed income floor, I think, really bolsters that, the diversification. Because if you look at, you talked about the ending uh, year balance of your portfolio determining what your withdrawal is, but even that within the year, because ideally you're not going to change that until the next year in. Right. Mm-hmm. But what happens in 2022 when that portfolio is down maybe 15, 20%? Are you going to feel comfortable continuing to take out an arbitrary 4% if you don't have a dynamic monthly income on paper on purpose? Let's move on to our second L. Yeah. It's longevity. And you know, longevity is just kind of a fancy word for how long are you expected to live throw some numbers at you here according to macro trends the average life expectancy in the u.s now 79.05 just a little over 79 that sounds like a pretty exact number but of course a lot of things depend a lot of factors are involved on determining where you're going to land and much of that is quite frankly unpredictable you can use your family history your lifestyle habits to make some very well-educated guesses but we don't know how long we're going to live and and I think that I've used this in a client meeting room, too. I talk to people about that because a lot of times people don't think they're going to live very long mm-hmm. in retirement. I think that's probably the prevailing thought, quite frankly. There are some people who think they're going to live a longer time. And family history plays a lot in that. But I think the key here is you have to plan. I would rather plan for our client to have a long life and them not have a long life as opposed to not plan for them to have right. a long life, and they do. Exactly. What What about health issues that yeah. crop up, you know, and, and you're going to need some assets for that. Mm-hmm. And then also, most of the time, we're planning for two lives and not yes. just one. So if you have a surviving spouse, you know, uh, then 
we need to be able to one one social security check is probably going away. The smaller social security check is going away at that point, and we've still got to fill that monthly income slot. You know, Ginger, I'm wondering. You sit with clients all day, every day. Uh, is this issue of longevity really on their minds, or or do they think about I'm going to get really old one day and and all of that, or do they, as Scott said, kind of think about well, I'm probably not going to live very long. Right. Yeah. You, you get a mix of people, I feel like. Uh, some people say, and it depends on how they are looking at their retirement. You know, some people say, I want to spend all my money up front. I, I'm not going to need anything. I'm just going to be sitting in a rocking chair after I'm 80. So I, I, I want to be able to enjoy my 60s, maybe my 70s too. And, you know, we have to remind them that that really when you look at retirement, it's like a smile, like the, you know, mm-hmm. like the mouth of a smile. I mean, you your assets are like that. You're going to spend more on the front end because you're going and having fun. And then maybe in those middle years, you start to slow down a little bit more, but then you're going to need to use some assets probably at the later part of your life because there may be some health challenges, some Mm -hmm. end of life expenses, you Mm -hmm. know. And long-term care, big part of that as well. Statistics show that a couple who is healthy and who have made it to 65, because we just talked about life expectancy a minute ago being 79 in the United States, but that's from birth, right? So that mm-hmm. that accounts that number is uh, the average based on people who die prematurely, right? So if you've made it to sixty-five, you've got a greater than fifty percent chance of one of the two in the married couple living to age ninety or beyond. Yeah, let me point out to those of us the, who are of my generation and will recognize who this is. Ginger wasn't real sure who this was, but <laughs> Lieutenant Ohura of yeah. Star Trek. You remember the the communications officer on the bridge who used to always, you know, help the captain communicate with whoever was down on the planet or whatever. She uh, passed away just recently at 89 years old. She was all into the live long and prosper thing, you know, (laughs) uh, and and probably did both of those. But I think that that a lot of people think that's not going to happen to me. They think about I'm not going to go to a nursing home. They think about, I'm not going to get old. I'm going to die, you know, at 75 or whatever the case may be. That's just how they envision it. Your reality could be drastically different. And the whole idea is for you to plan and be prepared for whatever life might might deal you. Well, with all those planets that she went to and visited, I'm sure some alien gave her a life extension, you know, serum Absolutely. along the way, right? So that, that's, that's how she surpassed the yes. life expectancy. That's it. Had that's to be it. it. Yeah. So, you know, you think of going back to that probabilities talk. So you think about that in terms of longevity. And if you're relying on a probabilities of an 80% chance of you not running out of money by age 90, well, then technically, if you have a dollar left at age 90, <laughs> you've had a successful probability, right? Or if you have five bucks if or something like that. you five bucks. Yeah. So yeah. what good does that do you if you live the 91? That's, that's the real issue. Yeah. That's the real gamble of this is you can work all these computer models and everything, but at the end of the day, reality sets in. And if you run out of money, the next day is pretty bad day. (laughs) You just don't have anything but that Social Security check coming in. Mm -hmm. And some people feel like that's questionable. We don't, but we we feel like that the government will make the amendments to Social Security to keep it going because politicians like to get reelected. But Mm -hmm. the bottom line of it is, is that a safety first approach 
will carry you right through that situation where you might not have, you know, the ability to go and travel around the world or the financial wherewithal to go and travel around the world, Mm -hmm. but you at least will have a sustainable base income throughout your lifetime. Right. And I think it's important to to note that with our plans, most of the time we you know, build a 25 year plan. A lot of people are going to be, when you think about a retirement timeline of maybe age 65, mm-hmm. um, well then you're, you're going to need a 25 year plan. Most likely a lot of people live that long. So, uh, but with that, what if you're still here after that? So we plan, we have a backstop at the end of that so that there's some money left over that we can rebucket, you know, with for a little while and, and buy some more time. Yeah. I think that the the interesting thing about this, Scott, is that there are probably people listening to this going, yeah, but I, you don't know my situation, and I've got this going on or that going on, and I'm probably not going to need that money all this long a time. We actually go into that. We actually mm-hmm. talk about mm-hmm. things. Do you have some health issues that could shorten your life expectancy? We build that into your plan, but we also have to build into that plan what if you uh, those things don't do you in, so to speak? And if those things don't do you in, how are you going to sustain your income? So two of the L's we've talked about lifestyle. We've talked about longevity. As we go to the third L of retirement, it's legacy. And that kind of comes right out of a segue from the longevity mm-hmm. conversation because uh, Ginger mentioned a moment ago that we plan our retirement income clients to age 90, but they're not broke at age 90. There is a backstop bucket that resets if they live longer than age 90, and it continues. But if they don't, or if they die before age 90, there is what we would call a legacy bucket to pass on. Not intentionally planned for necessarily, but there uh, to serve dual purposes. But what if you are legacy-minded? What Have you given much thought to that? Back to our original questions, how do you approach retirement, and what kind of plan do you want? Is it important to you to leave a financial mark, either in your children or grandchildren's lives or possibly for a charity. So what do you guys see or hear? Uh, what what uh, what are you hearing in the client meeting rooms these days mm-hmm. about this legacy issue? Because it used to be a, a joke that everybody wanted to be sure that they – you know, uh, that the last check that they wrote before they died bounces and yeah. No, yeah. no more money uh, or anything of that nature. And, you know, there's some attitude about, well, you know, my kids are, are successful. They've got their, their deal. They're on their own. I want to enjoy my money. What are you hearing, Scott? Well, I think that is still very prevalent, uh, that my kids are successful. They're okay. They don't need my money. And I do think that there does continue to be an overarching theme in this state, in Arkansas, which is where we work. But obviously, we've, we're really primarily in the South. So mm-hmm. you could extend that through the southern United States, that there's a work ethic mindset that goes along with it, that I worked for this, and this is going to fund my retirement, and my kids can do the same. And anything left over, it's fine for them to get, but I'm not going to intentionally plan to give them a certain dollar amount. However, and I would say that's the majority. I would say, however, that on occasion, we're getting a lot of um, grandkids' education, Mm-hmm. I want to fund. I want to prepare for that to give them a leg up to, to create that work ethic to build that wealth on right. their own. So they're not going to give them anything, but they're going to provide for their education. And then there are occasionally some times where we have people leaving money to charity. But I, I would say that that's uh, 
it's more prevalent. The charitable part of that is more prevalent in the QCD route, where right. the, the, the qualified uh, charitable distributions, where you can send your RMD mm-hmm. uh, tax free to your charity of choice. Right, and that can start for you at age seventy and a half. And some people really do like that because mm-hmm. they get to see their legacy, yeah. you know, while they're still here, uh, being played out. And so that's, that's the way I'm cool. going to be. I'm going to tell you that right now. I'm taking my family on big trips, Garrett's all of a sudden paying attention over there now. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to take my family on big vacations yeah. in retirement. That's my dream because I want to see them enjoy what I'm gifting to them mm-hmm. before I'm gone. Yeah. Our our crack uh, marketing team is is letting me know that uh, August is Legacy Month. Oh, very And good. there is actually a link to a Legacy Month video uh, that's being shared in the comments on our live stream. So nice. even if you're oh. just hearing this on podcast, you can go back to our live stream uh, video online and actually get pick up that that uh, link to Legacy Month. So our our marketing team listens to our show. That's good to know. That's good. I'm very very happy to hear that. Yeah, I knew that already. I'm joking <laughs> with them. All right. So our final L as we close out the show today is liquidity, and I think this one's a really good one too. The perceived need for accessing all my money in retirement seems to be an impediment to people choosing anything but a probability approach. So let's talk about liquidity. So liquidity basically means I can get to it right now, right? Within a day or so, I've got money in my pocket. And people do, I think, when they enter their final work years and get close to retirement, start to think about having a little more cash on hand than they probably ever have had in their lives. And I understand that mentality. And I think there is some validity to thinking about it that way that, that hey, am I going to need to replace a car in the next or the first five years of retirement? Am I going to need to have a lump sum need over the over the next three or four or five years when I enter life without a paycheck? If you do, then I do think you need some money parked on the sidelines and cash. Right. But I think that mentality, Ginger, can go overboard. A lot of people will, will also want to know what is the, what is the tax implications of of anything like this and so we definitely will say talk to your tax advisor but you know a lot of times people have that concern right Mm -hmm. yeah well and and i think that here let me just be the old guy in the room for just a second i've done this thank you i've done this for (laughs) 30 something years and other than than very very constrained investors people who have let's just call it less than a hundred thousand dollars i have never ever seen somebody need all their money all at once right yeah and and we have helped thousands and thousands of clients over the years here at Genwealth. i've never seen a catastrophe happen to someone and they need all their money mm-hmm. all at once that's kind of the the I guess the hesitancy, if you will, of committing money to a safety first approach yeah. because they had this fear that one day I'm going to need to write a check for $250,000. And if my $250,000 is tied up, then I can't do anything with that. Mm. Right. Now, uh, again, I, could there be a situation? I guess there could. But in most cases, that's not it. What do you have a high probability of? Meeting that regular, predictable mm-hmm dependable bill payments that you have every month for food, clothing, transportation, shelter, taxes, insurance, all the stuff of life. You've got to think about this from the standpoint of what's more likely to happen to you. You have a need for that regular income and not have it, or the need to write a check for some astronomical amount of money. And to Ginger's point, yeah. Scott, the tax impl- right. impact of that is is just 
almost untenable. Yeah, that that's one of the things we've had to walk back with clients on a, on a frequent basis is when they come up to retirement, they say, hey, I want to pay off some debt or, hey, I want to pay off mm-hmm. my house or, mm-hmm. hey, I want to buy a new car. Day one of retirement, I don't want to take all my money. I don't need it all to be liquid, but I'm going to pull eighty grand out. I'm going to pull $92,000 out of my 401k or my uh, IRA to pay off something because because I have a $92,000 mortgage. Right. Exactly. But you can't get away with that. That's exactly right. So if you pull $92,000 out on day one of retirement, whatever year that is, is that $92,000 is going to be taxed if it's coming Mm -hmm. out of a qualified account, like an IRA or 401k at ordinary income tax rates. So think about that. If you leave a job now, we're in the middle of August, and you've been working at a six-figure job before you retired, you you and your spouse has been working too. Maybe she's continuing to work. She's not retiring at the same time, which is often. You have maybe made hundred dollars to $150,000 in earned income already, and then you're going to add $92,000 in this example on top of that. That could propel you into the next tax bracket, which means you're going to pay more on that $92,000 than if you would have taken it out in smaller increments over time. Yeah, you're probably going to end up somewhere in the 30% range by the time you t- pay federal and state taxes on every dollar of that 92. So you'll have to pull out, let's call it, you know, uh, maybe $120,000, $130,000 to yeah. net 92. Well, what does that impact of that pulling out of that $130,000 do to your overall financial security long term? Yeah, exactly. And that, that it may give you short term security knowing you don't have a house payment. And we certainly do advise right. that you want to ideally go yeah. into retirement, don't get me wrong, without a mortgage. But let's make that plan five or six years before yes, we get to retire. Exactly. That's what I was going to say is we, we love that for our clients when they can retire without the mortgage. But you know, that's not right for every single person to do it on day one of retirement. I think you have to think about it this way. And I understand that that insecurity of, oh, I've got to pay this mortgage. But if you build that into your plan and your plan is set up to give you regular predictable income, mm-hmm. then you're just, it's passing through your account. It's coming in one side and going out the other. It really doesn't create any burden on you. As a matter of fact, if you don't want to write a check, I'm sure that the bank will will draft your account for your mortgage payment. Yeah. This won't be a problem. Yeah. And by the way, you're still going to have, even if you pay off the mortgage, you're still going to have the taxes and insurance that you got to pay. And that's another obligation that you got to think about. So why not build that into your budget Mm -hmm. just like you do today with your paycheck your paycheck is a regular predictable income stream and you're meeting that obligation on a monthly basis just continue it keep your tax burden low keep that money continuing to work for you Mm -hmm. the two questions we ask at the beginning of our show today how do you approach retirement and what kind of plan do you want and we talked about the the basically the two types of plans do you want a probability approach that is dependent 100% on getting stock and bond returns over the course of your retirement? Or do you want a safety first approach that, quite frankly, plans for times like this that we've been in in 2022? You know, I did uh, an interview with a local television station just yesterday. They were talking about the subject of the story was about how credit card applications and credit card usage is going up during this high inflationary period because people are having a hard time making ends meet. They're budgets have been squeezed yeah. right. and the reporter asked me said well how can people deal with that and and i i told them the best time unfortunately 
for for people who are hearing this message to deal with this is before it happens. Mm -hmm. And that's the kind of retirement income plan you want, John, is one that is built for times to be bad like they have been in 2022. You got to forward look things and and say what are the possibilities? And you know, one of the things that has happened over the course of the last 6 months or so, we've had clients you know, call because they hear all the noise in the media and what have you about what's going on in the markets and the economy and, and you know, and all this talk about recession and, and come to find out we're not even in a recession, right. you know, from a practical standpoint, at least. But they, they call and they ask the question, do I need to do anything? Yep. Mm-hmm. What do I need to change? And our answer always is nothing. We have anticipated this. We have mm-hmm. built your plan four times such as this. And if you don't have that forward-looking mechanism in place, that plan in place, then frankly, what you're doing is you're reacting to things. And just like you said, Scott, that's the wrong time to be doing anything is when something's happening. What you should be doing is doing something prior to something happening so you have that ability to, to roll through it without too much problem. Yeah, and if you don't have something in place already, can we please recommend to you the bucket strategy that we really use here at GenWealth for um, for income for the rest of your life? Well, and you think about that when you go into a review of that plan right now. If you're in a probability-type plan and, the, and your portfolio with the way stocks and bonds have performed in 2022 is down 15 or 20%, what is, what is your message to... Uh, your client, if you're the financial advisor, it's a it's a shoulder yeah. shrug, right? We we still are working those probabilities, and we're still hoping that things are going to work out. Yeah, chances are things are going to come back just fine. Everything will yeah. be just fine. Chances are, and and I don't know if you want to live retirement on chance. Yeah, hope yeah. is not a plan. That's right. That's for mm-hmm. sure. Yes. There's the final bell. So it is time for our final thoughts. And Ginger, we'll start with you. Yeah. So you know, just going right along with what we were just talking about. There's no do overs in retirement. So um, you know, planning at the forefront is crucial to to outliving your money or being able to outlive what you've got, to have liquidity that you need, to leave a legacy if you want to leave it, you know, all of these L's that we're talking about today. Guys, I think that, that the outcome that you get in retirement depends largely on the preparation. My friend Dan Arnold, who is the uh, CEO of LPL Financial, always says that fortune favors the prepared. Mm-hmm. And, not and the brave. Not the brave. As some people would have us believe. Yes, yeah, that's, that's, some, uh, yeah, that's <laughs> something else. But uh, fortune favors the prepared. And if you're prepared for what's coming down the pike, if you've had the forethought to think about, okay, this scenario might happen. I need to be prepared for this and not live life on the edge all the time. Then you're going to be in a much better situation to be able to respond to those things when they do happen, because you'll be able to sit back and go, ah, we really thought about this before it ever happened. Mm -hmm. My final thought is we, we say the word plan so often on this show. I think it can ring hollow sometimes to people, but it is so the truth that planning is the key Hope is not a plan. If you're in a probability-based plan, if you want to call it that, that's really hoping that things work out. But having a more dynamic retirement income plan on paper, on purpose, that tells you how much you're going to receive every month also includes inflationary-adjusted wages and diversified more greatly. That is the way we approach retirement income planning. What are your chances of a successful retirement? Take the first step by visiting 15minuteretirement.com or text CHECKUP to 501 501- 
381-5228. And that's all the time we have for this week's show. We thank you for joining us for the four L's of retirement. Hope you maybe can answer those one of those two questions a little clearer after today's show. How do you approach retirement and what kind of plan do you want? We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Get Ready for the Future show. If you enjoy hearing from the Gen Wealth team every week, make sure and subscribe to the podcast. And if you want to help us get the word out on building toward financial independence, share the podcast with your friends and family. The Gen Wealth financial team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 866-653-PLAN. That's 866-653-7526. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment, and no strategy can assure success. GenWealth Financial Advisors is an Arkansas-registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIPC.